2: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And
3: my name is Ashton.
2: Hello everybody. Hello Hello. Ben. How's it going?
3: Good. It's alright.
2: This is a slightly earlier recording than usual so by the time we discuss the various things we're going to discuss today they might all have been debunked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of them might be true anymore. We're recording on a Wednesday. Which is
3: every single thing we're recording is a conspiracy theory today.
2: Currently, it could be viewed as a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. when uh, yeah. when it releases, but it's flipping Zelda mania out there, and that is going to dominate discussion today God. on this podcast. You cannot get away from you it. Re-
3: I muted it, and I still see it. <laughs> really, I have to mute things that I didn't even know had anything to do with Zelda. And I
2: muted Totka.
3: Uh, yeah, and I had to mute Korok mm. because it mm-hmm. was like all the seeds. And yeah. I mean, I, I know everyone's talking about it and everyone's enjoying it, but I'm not playing it and I don't have any opinions about it and I don't want to see it anymore. I'm sick of it.
4: I've not actually been like fed that much of it by the algorithm. I've seen mm. stuff that like my actual friends have shared, mm. um, you know, because that's just going to come up. But like in terms of suggestions and things, I've not seen... Great deal of that. I thought of I it. came up with a killer tweet last night and it, it had already been done.
2: Oh. I was devastated. Oh. But I, I did one of those things where I put the tweet out into the world and went, that's a good tweet. I liked it. And then it. I went to bed. Thank you. Oh, I and didn't see then, it. It's okay. Fake, it's Fake friend. Um, and then I, I, then I came into work today and someone replied and said, ah, here, here's a far more popular version of this tweet. And I was right. like, you son of a!" i I'd be really the... upset
3: if someone did that to me. I think I'd delete my whole tweet. I'd be like no. Nope, um, no, I decided to keep embarrassed. it out.
2: It was the way that the person corrected me. They did follow me. They they didn't do it in like a in like a nasty like way you like copied. you stole mm. it sort of like cuz I did the it was the you know the Simpsons barbecue. Why doesn't mine look like that? Oh These yeah. Build it, I thought oh my god that's very apt to literally everything I've built in mm. Zelda so far. So I just took like a a, a screenshot of someone's crazy creation and then The put, one with the penis. The,
4: oh, yeah, I think that's why the two I panels I up. Maybe didn't I, I might have seen that this morning on my feed and thought it was the, the one that I'd already seen, but just, it's like a video, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, there's a video it wasn't version. it posted on, on Slack? I don't know. I'm sure I've seen it oh, like, God, just, in our well, office and you missed it entirely. I, yeah, I had no Stole idea. It. So it someone replied and said, now in video form, which is like I
2: think right. a, a, a fairly respectful yeah. way of letting me know, but I did, f- yeah, rubbish, right? right. I really sad. wanted... I i hate it when that happens oh, well, I I thought that. it's a bit that. of parallel invention except mm-hmm. yeah the invention came several days after the <laughs> superior version yeah <laughs> doesn't matter anyway it's yeah. a great game and we're going to talk all about it in, in sev- several forms i think we need to catch people up on a little party that happened at ashton <gasps> house yeah. over the weekend though.
3: my eurovision party yeah did mm-hmm. you guys have a nice time time a, a great fantastic
4: time,
2: time. good yeah. i'm so yeah.
3: glad it was jam-packed full of people um, I didn't say goodbye to anyone? No. Cuz my cats ran out the back doors. Someone let like, my cats all out. All the taxis arrived at the same all time. All the taxis arrived mm-hmm. early and at the same time. So everyone just left the house. Mm. And then I came back in after trying to look for my cats and it was just Peter and Amy there. And yeah. I was like, "Where's everybody gone?" Where would they go?
2: Left. Yeah, it was it was such a shame because it was it was a real real abrupt end. Mm. And as much as Eurovision was the reason that we were all there, it felt like Increasingly, as the evening went on and everyone got more and more wasted, mm. then it became a backdrop for just a lovely social gathering. Yeah. yeah, it's been ages. I haven't, I don't think I've been to like a house party for the longest time, but it's almost turned into a house party in the end. Mm. And everyone was just hanging out and chatting to each other. It was great.
4: Uh, Ashton, uh, then your carbon monoxide alarm <laughs> yeah. went off yeah. after the party. I'm, I'm curious now, maybe there was a genuine carbon monoxide leak because. We were not still there after everyone had left. And you, you think that you came when back you? from the cast? <laughs> no, we left sort of uh, just after the first batch of people, while the second batch of people were still there. Oh. Did you have a ghost? <laughs> a ghost <laughs> to be eater? fair,
3: I don't really remember anything that happened no, you were, from a certain point mm, onwards. you
4: enjoyed yourself. I
3: was pretty point. drunk. And yeah. then apparently me and my boyfriend had an argument and I had no recollection oh, of no. it at all. And also neither of us slept in our bed that night. What I'd fallen. I'd fallen asleep in the spare room, and he'd fallen asleep on the sofa because the cat sat on him. So I woke up on this, in the spare <laughs> room, like, "Where am I? What's going on?" Came downstairs, and I was like, "Why is Ben on the sofa?" And so he slept on the sofa. So we went back up, back upstairs, and no one had slept in our bed because we'd both just fallen asleep in different <laughs> locations in the house. Excellent. Well, that's nice. Yeah. It was. But it was a real a night. Everyone had a good night. Yeah. Uh, no one threw up in my house, which mm-hmm. was a big yeah, one. really good Everyone actually. said Andrew that till they got bought home. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> got so bought a switch. Yeah. Uh, that was very funny. Donkey bought a switch.
2: And then tried to return it, and they Amazon said no. said no. So now yeah. he's got another switch. And Ashton everyone was, was sorry. I
3: care. was going to
4: say Ashton was worried for the first sort of forty-five minutes that I wasn't having a good time. And re- <laughs> he and was just being so friendly. I was dressed as yeah. a Frenchman. As soon as we'd walked in to sit down and watch Eurovision, my wife had gone and sat next to. Ashton, and there yeah. were no seats around, so she just sort of abandoned me. I was like, That's fine, i go and sit on that sofa there. Um, and I was just, I can already hear, your I can
2: already hear in my head Amy refuting
4: that <laughs> yeah. <abundance>. Yeah, <laughs> abandoned. I, Whoa, hang on, hang on. I went and sat next to my friend Ashton, that's yeah. all. But um, it's because
3: both Peter were sat like, I have a corner. I have a corner sofa, and the the telly was like here, and Peter was kind of sat like looking into looking the sideways. room. So mm. all I could see when I was watching Eurovision in my peripheral was just Peter just kind of sat there, and I was like, he's like when oh, a wrestler watches, a watches the match
2: backstage, yeah. just sort of like at, a, at an angle. You just sort of look yeah, your yeah. Shoulder at it was like,
3: I didn't really care. Like I didn't care if anyone else was having a good time, but because I could see Peter, I was like, mm. oh, I wonder if Peter's having a good time.
4: Well, yeah. eventually. The seating moved around. And yeah, I went and joined Ashton and Amy, and yeah. I think at that point you were assured I was having a good yeah. time. Yeah, and then mm.
3: Jack and Bethany were protecting the jelly shots with their lives yeah. um, because someone had started stuffing yeah. them in the kitchen. Really? Yeah, someone, someone had- yeah. cracked
4: them early. Yeah, and that
3: really was. upset Jack and Bethany, so they were like holding on to them with like a great. They were like, "No one's getting one," and I was mm. like, "Okay, well now we're going to give them out. So get ready to give them out. <laughs> Need to
2: share them. Yeah, it was it was a great night. It was I had a great lot of fun. Night. We should yeah. do it again at some time. By mm-hmm. which I mean." At next your year. house, next, you yeah. should you should have people around to your house. Okay, for well, you need to convince my
3: boyfriend because he was like, oh, I've never never seen again. This again. <laughs> especially because the next day when I was potentially not at my best, mm. uh, he was trying to get me to help tidy up. He was like, "Come on, let's do this," and I was like, uh, "No." Mm. So I was just moving from various no. different places, like lying mm. on the floor, then lying on the sofa. Then he was like, "Take the bunting down." And I'd taken half the bunting down, yeah. and I was now lying on and the that's sofa. It. That's enough. I said, "We could just leave the bunting up," and he mm. said, "No, we can't." And I was like, "But Eurovision will be again next year. <laughs> <Just leave> it <laughs> so, up.
2: It'll uh, be around yeah. again before you know it." Yeah,
3: exactly. So,
2: well, wonderful. Uh, each and every week on this, this is a video game podcast. I promise. Each not a Eurovision podcast. Not a Eurovision podcast yet. Maybe mm. soon. We're uh, sponsored crossed. by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Um, I can't see is Dead Island 2 the spider in he here? was up we there. We spotted him over there last week, but um, uh, I may can't.
5: have. Moved around.
2: Found
4: a different corner, maybe. Can't mm. see him today, but he'll be about. Uh Peter,
2: I believe you have the ad read in front of you. Is yeah, that correct?
4: I, I do. Um can I just point out on I think I've deleted it off my notes. Yeah. Oh, that's I, weird. Did it say it. Ashton? It bo- did say Ashton right, at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, my... I have just recently uh Received in my mind. <laughs> yes, um, today's sponsor. That's so exciting. It says no, your name at the prepared. top, though. It does say it at the top, but I missed that and I, re- I read it at the bottom and then didn't prepare. I did didn't bring along the one that has now arrived yeah. in my inbox. Uh, yeah, <laughs> your mental inbox. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, did you know that Nintendo are bringing out uh, a game alongside Insomniac, who make the Spider-Man games? Mm. Mm. Um, it's one of those anti-hero games where you actually follow the villain, um, and it's meant to like add a bit of heart. A bit of emotion mm-hmm. to someone who is currently misunderstood. Um, it's out uh, last week. It came out last week. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingpin.
5: Oh. Oh,
3: oh crying no. crying
4: all the time. So
3: sad. That's
4: very sad. Um, yeah. In Hyrule, apparently, it's a Legend oh. of Zelda game. Okay. Oh, okay. And he's just there. He's, and he's just there. there crying. Ginormous in the art style or like... Um, it's just a man. The world. Everything else is in the art style, <laughs> but he is a more photorealistic looking big bald man.
3: Right, okay. okay.
4: And that's partly maybe why he's so sad, because he just doesn't, doesn't fit, fit in. What's he going to do? Cry. Cry. Cry that's about it. Really sad. Oh, I'm also receiving the fact that it's a lie.
3: Oh, oh man. I made it up just So then. you haven't got like telekinesis? No, that's not. Or is it tele... Is it telepathy?
4: That's part of the conspiracy.
2: Tele- telepathy.
3: Telepathy, telepathy yeah. Telekinesis is, is the moving moves things with your step, mind. Step, yeah. Have you, you haven't got Brain that powers. either.
2: No. Maybe. Or have I? <laughs> we'll have to find out later. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by Tears of the Kingpin. We, of uh, course, we course, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, if you support us there. And uh, what am I trying to say? It's $1 a month. This, thank you can God, ask I've questions on this very podcast. In a circle. So
3: right. Ben's going on to holiday tomorrow. And then so and
2: then just talked over you yeah. while you were just doing like the correct one. Richard no, Major. It's not that one. Yes, it is that one. Please go there. To the Patreon. <laughs> to the Patreon. Just,
4: just like Richard Major, who says, Hi Bap. New news is circulating that GTA 6 has a budget of $2 billion. For some reference, <laughs> official figures list that Star Citizen is the uh, uh at $500 million, and Cyberpunk 2077 is the next most expensive game release, costing $331 million. Um, a
3: quick one. Is Star Citizen the one that has, like, never come out?
4: Yeah, it's yeah. been in, like, early access. Right, okay, cool. Stuff, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and those, both those figures are adjusted to $2021, uh, he says. Mm. Uh, with a budget of $2 billion, what could they be doing? Will they be using this budget to playtest the game so hard that it's launched in a bug free state from day one? Do no! It. No, definitely not. That's not where that money's going to go. Will it be packed full of microtransactions to help it make that money back? Maybe. Maybe. And with so much money on the line, will they be able to be as edgy as before? Mm. When you're the biggest game in the world, can you afford to take the risks which made GTA what it is? What do you think? Enjoy your holly plops. Ben Love Richard. <laughs> Ben, love Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Richard, fear not. Um, I have some figures here. Mm. GTA five made $7.7 7 billion dollars from sales alone. Goodness. That doesn't include anything from GTA Online. No shark cards? No shark cards. Uh, I couldn't find the running uh, total figure for GTA Online, but I did find a stat that said it makes $800 million yearly. So basically a billion dollars a year. Hang on, Mm -hmm. it says
2: here, big. It says big here. Yeah. And that's all we
4: know. Mm -hmm. Bigly. So um, $2 billion, in a way, doesn't actually sound that risky at all to me. No. No. Um, I don't think they're going to have to be that careful. It sounds like a lot of money. It's a lot of money Mm -hmm. on
3: a game. It is. Like, considering the next most is Star Citizen. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But equally, I don't think there's actually that much risk that they're not just going to easily make it back. So no. mm. um, they probably sat down and said, look how much money we printed from GTA V. Mm. We can just spend however much we want now on GTA 6." And, you know, assuming we don't completely mess up, uh, it will probably be fine. Yeah. I don't know what the stats are for like Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, because that was, you know, a game with huge scale um and uh
2: red dead online red very dead online. popular yeah. so much to do in yeah. there a lot of soup Absolutely. to carry
4: across the country <laughs> carry all that soup so uh i don't think rockstar are probably as worried as any other company might be if they were spending two billion dollars on the development of a game. Mm. Um, I can't speak for them, but looking at the stats, it looks like not much of a. P- I'm just imagining
3: risk. like <laughs> this skyscraper just full of devs just coding away because they can afford like two million, two billion dollars worth of devs, mm-hmm. and there's just loads of them just coding away on yeah. like various little things, like, like little worker monkeys. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, because you could maybe be like, well, they're going to use this money. To pay their workers correctly, yeah, and give mm. everyone the time and the money that they deserve good joke, Ashton, good yeah, I know exactly it's such a funny story funny story what if we, we pay
2: twice as hard
3: yeah, exactly, so I mean, I mean it's interesting to know like if this is actually true because I don't know if it's been confirmed mm. as fact or if it's just a rumor. The
2: source that I found that all the articles are writing about was just someone who tweeted it right cool, that's it. <laughs>
5: And, and that's fact, that
2: th- And there's so many places to pick the book. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an insane development cost involved mm. with this game. But it is several fold higher than the, the most, most yeah, previously. Exactly. And, and to be fair, the tweet did say one to two billion. So right. it's not necessarily two billion is probably the extreme end of mm. the scale. But yeah, I don't know how true this is mm. or verifiable this is, but mm. I, it's going to be an expensive game.
3: Maybe like a bunch of that money has just had to go on the fact that they've had to restart the game because of all the leaks and all of that nightmare. Oh, I hope nightmare. not. No, it Scrap it. That, do yeah. it again. Do it again. You can't go Monkeys. to your
2: child's birthday party. Yeah. yeah. Get back in Here's the Here's your
3: 10p. Get back to work. Um, And I, I mean, I don't know if the money will affect how edgy it's going to be. I think if they're going to spend $2 billion on a game, they could probably afford to do whatever they want. If anything, so, they might
4: lean into it to try yeah. and like make, you know, make certain that they
3: um, Which, make the money back. Do we, I don't know why I already want that. I don't know if we need to lean further into no. it. I think GTA V is like right thing. on the cusp, uh, and we can leave it there, and we don't have to go any further. That, this that's is, all right. This is going to be an interesting one,
2: especially mm. for edginess, because mm. lest we forget, uh, Dan Hauser, who who's been like longtime big boy uh, rock star man, who wrote, I think, all of the games, uh, almost certainly did, was involved in some of the development of this game but he left rockstar in march of 2020 Mm. Mm. this is going to be the first big well it's going to be the first rockstar game that he hasn't been involved in in some way or at least been at the studio for and so they're going to be shepherding this game through the doors without his oversight for potentially the first time ever yeah and as the guy who wrote you know the torture scene that we all love so much and trevor who's like so funny best um,
3: character of all how is it
2: How is this game going to look? How is it going to feel? And while GTA V was extremely popular, you have to imagine a lot of those sales were down to GTA Online, which they did ultimately release separately. Mm -hmm. But like, that's a big part of it too. So what is this game going to look like? Because while, yes, the budget would potentially go to like creating this amazing, beautiful open world, there's a good chance that a lot of it is being funneled into... Making perhaps a sort of online offline ecosystem that mm-hmm. maybe blends, mm-hmm. perhaps a bit live service-y in mm. like alarm bell ringing well, you sort say of that way.
3: Triggers me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I don't know. Well, like what's this game going to look like? Is is it going to have a strictly offline mode and an online mode? Is it going to be a blend of the two, or is it just going to be? an online game where there is a narrative that you can play through if you want yeah. is it going to be a, a? I saw some people saying it might be like almost a, a play like adult Roblox like a playground mm. for user generated content adult just well yeah just give people the tools where they can just Great. make these in these insane mini games and tracks and stuff like who knows what this game is well, actually people already, already be. did
3: that with GTA Online they've already they got that yeah. freedom to make stuff so they so. could take it
2: to the next logical place but is there going to be a separation between the single player and the multiplayer. I also think
3: in terms of edginess, it's not really going to be about the money, I think. I think it's going to be about the culture that we live in now. It's very different to how it was when GTA 5 came out. You could get away with a lot more, I think. And now it's kind mm. of like even 10 years ago, you know, you could say a lot more than you can now and you wouldn't upset people. But I do think that they're going to have to tread the fine line of being... Don't cater to the woke police, but also um, still making it fun for everyone. Yeah, play. it's
2: got to it's got to have an edge. Like yeah. it's got mm. like that is GTA. Yeah. Exactly. It's got to push boundaries. But I think there is there is a way to do it where it's not completely neutered like Saints Row. The new Saints Row was mm. versus something that actively just goes and attacks minorities for no yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Like there there is a line, and it's a hard one to walk, but. Again, without Dan Houser there, I don't. I don't know what that's going to look like. Mm. What What is this going to be? What is this new GTA going to be like? And mm. how is it going to play? Two billion dollars. If indeed they have that much, they don't even really need to do any marketing at all. No, because everyone knows what GTA is. Mm-hmm. It's still got an insane player base. It makes big money. Yeah. all the time.
4: Um, and everyone know, will so. just play it on YouTube anyway. That, that's the, yeah. all the free marketing. You know, yeah. everyone will be talking Twitch. about it on social media. Yeah. It's not going to be bug free. Let's be
2: realistic you know the bigger the bigger and more complicated these games get they the harder they are to to plan for every i mean some games certainly shouldn't be released in the states that they're released in Mm. but you can't always account for every single bug uh so it's highly likely that this game is going to launch and if it has an online component it's not going to work the first weekend because that's precisely what happened with gta online when that came out in 2013 didn't work couldn't get in or if you could get in you got kicked out and then it forgot what your character looked like (laughs) which is not what anyone wants uh so at the very least Whatever online functionality there is for this game, you would hope that some of that $2 billion goes towards making sure that the game isn't a stuttery mess at the very least and also the servers work. Yeah.
5: Mm.
4: That's the big one. Some of it, you know, you have to ask about like, uh, has there been a massive increase in scale as well? And so, you know, if they've like doubled or tripled or quadrupled the size of the game physically, like the game world, uh, you know, that immediately eats into a budget um, and that money... Can't go to, you know, things like quality testing and, and stuff if you're having to just spend it on filling a larger space. Mm. Um, I remember soup, soup. Mm. Yeah. Lots soup, lots of soup. Exactly. I remember some time ago, I've not really been following GTA 6 at the moment because it is all just like mostly it's just leaks and there's nothing official out there, but I'm sure I saw something a while ago. It might have been just purely someone doing like a a fan version of the game saying this is what I would like to see or maybe it was a leak or maybe it was just a lie. But they were saying how it could potentially combine Liberty City... Los Santos and Vice City. Oh, on I I Quite frankly, that that's well. just too much game. It is. Isn't I, it? I don't need. That I mean, much game. that's why I think it's probably a
2: lie. What if or we if release the should be? ultimate Grand Theft Auto game and never do another one yeah. again? Every
3: map that, that could ever be played on. that
2: could be their goal. Yeah. You know, we, we could be at that stage now where there's two billion dollars is making the Grand Theft Auto game that they just patch okay, and iterate on forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. could yeah. be it. Could be looking for their Fortnite, but you know,
4: with blood. Yeah. And, so and right. torture, probably.
3: Yeah. As well.
4: So if they're doing three cities, that's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, yes. yeah cities are expensive, man. Well, they
3: saved a lot of money when they did the remaster, so they probably yes. got a bit more money. <laughs> they did, and they out. probably
4: made a mint off that as
2: well. Mm. Well, it's time to move on to a section we've never done before. Uh, it's very exciting. What's yeah. it called, Billy? You got it wrong. Uh, that was just a string of really problematic statements out of the mouth of Billy. You say that, Mario, Billy. He so said that. That's incredible. It's weird. called
3: what we play in.
2: Right. It's what we play in. time, time to talk about
4: games. What,
2: what is happening been to me? To, thank you.
3: No problem. Got you back, uh, Peter. Yeah, what have you me. been playing this week, uh,
4: <laughs> guys? I'm sorry, but I've only been playing the game of life this week, Peter.
3: If you don't Boo. stop hanging out with your wife and Boo. doing adult things, stay indoors. You're gonna get sacked. What? All right. No,
4: that's what I have been doing. What
3: exactly? You need to stop that oh, stop and start playing it. some games. Oh, I'm
4: gonna get. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I know. Uh, I um so Wordle or something, man. Yeah, Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. Fruit Fruit Ninja. Candy Crush. <laughs> um, on Saturday night, I didn't play anything because I went to Ashton's and played the hey, game. Don't of put this on me. Socializing. Yeah, it's your fault. Um. <laughs> uh, and since then, I've had the jo- and the day before then as well. I've had the joy of um being at war with. Uh, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Oh, excellent! Um, for a mistake <laughs> that they made, and they have now since finally um, sorted out. Good. But I have been chasing them up on and off for ten months on this, <gasps> um, and it, it sort of it got. Well, to be fair. He, it was his mum's problem. Yeah. It was his he's mom, only just... Yeah, yeah, his mum died. He's so been going through all the paperwork. and He's stuff. just gotten around yeah. to you. I mean, it almost feels like that actually is what happened because originally, <laughs> like, as, as I say, 10 months ago, I had this like fine come through that was not legit and it needed fixing. Mm. I appealed it and it went away. Um, and then in April, uh, it suddenly appeared. But not only did it uh, reappear, but because it had originally. Existed like months and months ago, it had massive late fees on oh, it. Oh, excellent! Like, like, we're talking four figures here. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so, I was like, Excuse me. Um, and they were dragging their heels a bit, which is why it's taken like most of my evenings uh this week. So, that's what I've been doing instead of playing video games. But, mm. in order, uh, to uh, by way of um, celebrating the fact that I'm not gonna have to give more than a thousand pounds to King Charles, uh, I have now purchased. Uh, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor. Hooray. Hooray. I'm not actually uh, played it yet. I installed it last night, but so I'm sorry I've not played anything else. <laughs> um I've been played like a fiddle. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it's not been long since we last did the podcast, to be no, fair. It no, hasn't. well that as well. Yeah. It's been slightly fewer days since the last one. But mm. that's what I've been doing.
3: You better have played a game next week, Peter. I will have done, I promise. I'll be angry. Yeah.
4: I'll text you a list of games you can pretend you Yeah. play. Okay.
3: A little um, summary of how you've how you found the games. That you Spyro the Dragon.
2: I thought uh, <laughs> the new Minecraft was bodacious.
3: It says here in my notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played some games this week. Good. Um, I have played some more Disney Dreamlight Valley. I'm feeling a bit. Um, I don't want to play that game much anymore because I've had this quest that I just seemingly can't do because I'm waiting for this plant to grow and the plant won't goddamn grow. God damn and it. it's been like 10 days since I planted it and I haven't played every single day, but I was hoping that I'd come back and it would be like, congrats, the plant's Did you just say earlier
4: that you're not very good at growing plants? Exactly. Emily's so flowers died.
3: Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I'm playing that, but not that much. Um, I've been playing some Jedi Survivor still. Um, it's a bit awkward because you have to kind of take it in turns because we've only installed it on one PlayStation. So we're like, oh, I'm at this point now, so it's your turn to play. And I'm at this point now, so it's your turn to play. Um, and I'm still really enjoying that game. But there is a one fracture, which these a little kind of like mini games in the game where you have to... Do a certain thing, like kill a bunch of enemies, or do some annoying parkour. And there's one called Fracture Momentum where you have to use an ability and zip on some zip lines. Yeah. And there's electric balls that chase you. Mm-hmm. And I almost threw, I almost did a a white man and punch a wall because I was so angry Ooh. that I couldn't do this.
2: white. You can't do that. <laughs> That's ours. Yeah, exactly. Only we're allowed.
3: Exactly. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it, and I had to summon in. Ben to try. And I then, know
2: exactly the one you're You know exactly about. what I mean. It was terrible. So really annoying.
3: Hard. There's like another one that's very similar that you have to do at a certain, another point where it like something's spinning around and you have to zip through it. Mm. But that one I found annoying. Yeah. But that one, the other one, god it was so much worse there's
2: definitely one that's way harder than yeah the
3: other. i felt such a rage when i was playing it and i, I oh had god. to summon in uh mb to you'll love it you can't wait you'll yeah, like, yeah. just don't do it yeah. if you find fracture momentum don't do it just, leave, just, leave. just ignore just it
4: leave. just like call hm revenue and customs yeah begin. that's far more fun <laughs> yeah exactly
3: um but yeah i've been playing that I'm um, just exploring kobo that planet is massive and when you start unlocking things you're like oh good there's even more worlds to explore and also i found like one of the abilities that you can get is just kind of in a side area that's not even really marked on a quest or anything like the little electrical ability that you can get oh yeah you can just kind of stumble upon that if you've got i sort of just assumed
2: that um but I can't remember where where I found it, but I just assumed that it would sort of like you'd have to go there at some point. Well there was one like
3: that. that was like a kind of a rumour, but it was not in that location. And then I just happened to go in that location when I'd unlocked something and I was <laughs> like, Oh I've got this ability now. Oh, cool. Exactly. Um, and the other thing I've been playing, while I have not been playing Jedi Survivor, because taking it in turns and being polite, um, I've been playing some Ravenlock, which went on Game Pass this month. It came out at the beginning of the month, I think. Um, the general consensus of reviews for that was that it's quite short, it's quite easy, it's quite basic, and it's all those things. Uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I just spam the square button and take out the enemies. Um, it's a little kind of pixely... 3D. It's quite pretty. Um, I can't really explain the art style. You kinda of just have to look it up because it's quite unique in its art style. And it's kind of an Alice in Wonderland type story. You play a character called Ravenlock and you've got to save the world from the evil queen. Um and it's good. I'm enjoying it. I've given that a few hours and I will probably play a bit more tonight. And yeah, I recommend giving that one a go. I've heard of it, yeah. Uh if you're looking for something easy and peasy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: good Well, if i'm just looking for something peasy but not easy
3: i do think you might tick some of your boxes okay <laughs>
4: excellent uh well like
2: peter I, I very nearly didn't play anything because i uh i did i did play something but i, I nearly didn't because i was going on holiday um and i platinum jedi survivor and that was the last game i wanted to sort of get out of the way before mm-hmm. i went on holiday. And I had a busy weekend and I kind of just wanted to sit on the sofa and watch television and not actually start a new game. But then it occurred to me, well, I am going to be hungover on Sunday and I don't have much planned on Monday. So maybe I'll see about playing that there, Zelda. And I did. And that has been the main thing that I have played. And it's really good. And and I am not good at it. That's something I've discovered because this is technically... My first Ze my first Zelda Elder game. <laughs> it's my first ever Zelda game. I've I've like I've always long since and probably the same with you guys, because I know you guys aren't huge Zelda fans yeah. either, like admired the series from afar, but never really gotten into it. Like I tried Breath of the Wild and it was a bit too expansive for me. And I know this game is way bigger than that, but I I really, as I said in a podcast a few months ago, I really wanted I really want to try and give it a go. So I've played it for maybe 10 hours or thereabouts. And I feel like I've done nothing so far um, and I'm dying all the time. But I'll be talking in way more detail about that in a minute in the review corner with James Jacobs, who who has actually been playing it properly for Mm. us. Uh, Apart from that, one thing I forgot to mention that I played the week before was I did finally start a co-op game in Resistance Fall of Man. And I still love that game. And I bet to anyone who... Doesn't have nostalgic reverence for it. It's crap.
5: Mm. Right. I bet
2: if I if bet if I played it with someone who who didn't play it when it came out or remembered it fondly, it would just be like the most basic first-person shooter ever. But to me, oh, I was. You know, I've mentioned it before. You know those bloody glass windows, right? Mm. You shoot the glass and oh, it yeah. splinters. I'm still impressed by that now. I That's should have taken put,
4: like that doesn't happen that often no, in games no. still.
2: I should have taken a video of it because I was still so I was saying to my friend, like, look, look at this, how good is this? It still looks amazing. The the glass splintering, like depending on where you shoot your bullets.
3: Amazing. Is there yeah. any mirrors in that game?
2: No, it's sort of like just opaque stuff.
3: I just wondered because recently when I played Dead Island 2, the mirrors sound reflective
2: Played the what? Dead Island 2. Oh, yeah. A lot of games don't do that. Mirrors no. aren't, reflective. Oh, aren't reflective. No, aren't no.
3: reflective. Yeah, but you can see a weapon in it. And I'm always like, well, I'm here. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm a real boy. My uh, my idea of that game is that we're actually we're vampires. That's why oh. we can't be seen in the mirrors. And That's why you can't be infected. Yeah. Also, I have something embarrassing to tell you guys that oh. I forgot to mention. You want to say it on the podcast, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, yeah about, okay. it's about a game. Yeah. Last night, I accidentally spent money on Project Breakover. Um, you accidentally or ever. you did accidentally, it? Accidentally. Oh, first time ever. So um, I am can officially not say I've never of spent money on it.
2: Oh, Project Makeover. Project I was, Makeover. I confused the, it with Disney Dream like that. No, anyway.
3: no, no. I accidentally spent £3.99 um when i was trying to use my google credit that i've been filling in them surveys to get and
5: then (laughs) (laughs) and
3: then i tried to use it and it just charged my actual money then i was like no so now i've spent money on it for the first time and now i can officially not say that i've never spent money on it
4: so before now have you used google credit on it no i've never oh so this was going to be my first time time what are you going to buy what do they sell you in that
3: game i was just gonna unlock the other path in the like you can kind of get a bunch of free stuff and mm. then they had another path that's like the the scenic route and that's got other stuff on it so, so i wanted like that. a battle
2: pass yeah but dresses
3: um, not dresses and stuff just like just other stuff, stuff. <laughs> look what like, it's not dresses
2: other stuff like
3: some of the currencies and stuff that oh, you can okay. use how many
2: currencies are there just
3: there's damages. there's coins there's yeah. diamonds and yeah. then there's notes Notes. The notes you can spend on your character, the coins okay. you spend on the makeovers, and the diamonds you can use to add, get extra moves in your game.
2: they just, like, just like then, HMRC, they are playing you like. Yeah, level,
3: yeah. but so I'm really upset that I spent actual money on it.
2: Gutted. Well, enjoy the scenic route. I will. You should make the most of I've it. I've got 16
3: are, days to do yeah. it. So.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, right, it's time to go to talk to James Jenkins about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Should yeah, we go yeah, and yeah. do that? There yes, we go. Yes.
6: Hello and welcome to Review Corner. We're here. What what are we doing here? What have I done? Well, I've snuck in. What have I done? What have I done? What have I
2: done? (laughs) I've snuck in here. Hello, Ben. Hello, James Jenkins. Thank you for joining me in the Review Corner. Um, Thank you for having me. There's a big old game that we've got to talk about this week. Mm, Um, This huge, huge game, Zelda. Yes. Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2, that's what it's uh, called. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, you played it last week on stream, and uh, we've both been playing it a little bit since then. Yeah. Before we go any further, James, mm-hmm. this review code was gifted to us by Nintendo. Oh no. So we need to clarify that as we do every time, per ASA guidelines mm-hmm. in the UK, this section is therefore designated as an ad. However, there was no financial compensation. Mm-hmm. We were just given the code for the game yes. uh, to cover for review
6: purposes. So here we are. James, tell Zelda me a little about <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. What's it about? Well, it is about a very sad kingdom. No, it's it's Breath of it's Zelda, Breath of the Wild, but with mega sandbox creative mode jacked up to a million it's um maybe the or one of one of the rare instances where it's an actual like direct follow-on from a previous Zelda game obviously they they, uh, like to reinvent the story a lot of times with previous games but um uh yeah it's it's very much your your standard you've got link Mm -hmm. there is uh a princess Zelda there and you're fighting a big bad person called Ganon slash Ganondorf Mm -hmm. um but no this is set in the same uh version of Hyrule as the last game um except there is so much more there's a lot of stuff in the sky and from what I understand there's a lot of stuff underground as well and there's Mm -hmm. a whole lot of just as i said before like they've reinvented like the creativity involved here so yeah um yeah it's it's almost like you know the the training wheels from the previous game are off mm-hmm. in that you could be very creative with breath of the wild but um it was more about that sort of element of exploration and you know the quiet bits Accentuating the um, the discovery of of cool things, mm-hmm. this feels like it's so much more packed with stuff to do and options for the player, and it's mental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. How how have you found it so far? I have
2: been a little bit overwhelmed, but mainly mm-hmm. because as I as I just said on the podcast a minute ago, uh, this is like my first proper Zelda experience. Oh boy! And I didn't really get into Breath of the Wild, yeah. and so. I I'm I'm giving it a good old try I'm doing my very nice. best've I've played for a little while uh, there's some sort of event to to give people an idea of kind of the narrative that's going on yeah there's some sort of event that happens at the start of the game mm-hmm. and the kingdom is thrown into chaos like the sky islands appear yeah. uh there's as you said there's like deep down below area as well mm. there's this this awful nasty stuff all over the place monsters yeah. are reigning supreme <laughs> and in the midst of the chaos Princess Zelda has gone missing and you need to try and find her and work out what's going on and as what's you that? re-emerge from also being lost, uh, you <laughs> communicate with who I assume are characters from the first game who know who I am, but I didn't know who they are because I haven't played it. Um, right. And they give you vague instructions about where potentially to start looking for Princess Zelda, and then you've got to go and visit the various locations and kingdoms and mm. and and try and help them out with their problems and and narrow yeah. down the mystery and save the day.
6: Mm. Lovely, lovely stuff. Yeah, it's. Um, I should I should confess that i have not played too much of this new iteration because i didn't finish the previous game so i'm currently just going through and fin- <laughs> finishing off i mean i'm like halfway through so mm-hmm. there's a lot to do with breath of the wild but it's been um interesting uh to see to see the comparison between the new game having played just the few hours that i have done so far and see how much creativity is even in those starting bits. Mm. And then going back to Breath of the Wild, because it seems like, you know, for one of the highest-rated games of all time when it came out, Breath of the Wild seems so sparse and restrictive compared to what they've added in here. Right. Uh-huh. And so, like, seeing the um, the improvements, um, that, that's that been nice. So I can, mm. you know, maybe list off a few uh, small notes. Because a lot of people who are going to be interested in playing this, are probably already playing this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anyone who is maybe concerned about like previous issues that turned them off Breath of the Wild, like yourself... Um, yeah, it might be interesting to sort of cover those things really, and what they've yeah. changed in the new one. So yeah,
2: so you had your <clears throat> you had the what was it called the Sheikah slate in That's Breath right, of the yeah, Wild, yeah. and that yeah. had some powers attached to it. Yeah. that you unlocked from shrines that would allow you to navigate the world. There's mm-hmm. a similar aspect to this. Again, don't really want to give away specifics from the start no. of this game, but you end up with an interesting arm. And your interesting arm gets interesting powers. One of which is to a lot of them has been shown. A lot of them, sorry, have been been shown in the pre-release material. So you can fly up through the ceilings of caves and like through objects above you and emerge, which is very handy for for getting um, you know for for navigating obstacles. There's of course the. I think the ultra hand is what it's called, which yeah, is the, the sort of build mode. basically. Yeah, it's yeah. the good one. It's yeah. the good one where mm. you can pick up objects and rotate them and stick them to other objects and so on and so forth. It's genius. There's the one meld, <laughs> I think it's called, which is when yes. you can attach either objects in yeah. your inventory or objects in the environment fuse, to your yeah, yeah, yeah. fuse, sorry, so, yeah. uh, uh, with uh, weapons and your shield and stuff. Yeah. So you can attach things to your arrows and fire bombs at people mm-hmm. or like... Bits of monster parts that you get from killing monsters have different,
6: um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Different. uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. They do different things. Mm. Um. I attached a um, a flame-emitting uh-huh. thing to yes. my shield and created a flame from Oh, my God. You, you've, it was amazing. I
2: did <laughs> I did precisely the same thing. Yeah.
6: Um, and I think,
2: actually, because we're recording this review corner after the rest of the, the podcast has yes. been recorded. Sorry to ruin the illusion. And that is actually... So I, I go on to talk about that in some detail yeah, in the next question. Okay. So, so we'll get to that in a bit. Nice but, yeah, one. you can do all sorts with that. Mm. Uh, there's the sort of reverse time or reverse momentum i can't remember specifically what that's called Mm. but say an object falls down from the sky you can then hop on top of it uh use that power on it and it will for a Mm. limited amount of time go 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 back up and you can you know you can reverse the flow of machinery that's turning a certain way so you can hop on it and it can carry you up so there's there's all sorts Mm. of powers that can be used in conjunction with you know building and fusing and so there's there's an insane amount of creativity there
6: it's, yeah, it's it's blowing my mind. Not only the small amount, again, like that I've played so far, but the things that we've already seen um, online, on across social media, things that have been built that are just insane. People have built actual mechs. People have built uh-huh. like Trojan horses and hidden inside them and sent them down <laughs> yeah. into a camp. Um, and I think it is incredible how they managed to do all of these to not only like improve the creativity and like the options that you have to like tackle any of these things because it's still you know as as far as i've seen so far it's still got that amazing element of like free form discovery go do whatever you want um but now it's like literally tackle it however you want yeah the thing. um but it's also I was, I was gonna touch on another point but i've forgotten it but i will say um quality of life changes like again it's there are like little small things as well which is very nice to see um, compared to the old games. So, like you can quick access items. So, for example, with that fuse thing um, mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know that makes it so much easier not just to add stuff to your arrows, what have you, but yeah, just to throw things on the ground, for example, mm-hmm. or get um, yeah uh, certain items that you might need, like yeah uh, flint and whatnot. Um, you can replace weapons if you have full inventory. Just if you pick something up out of the chest, you're like, oh, yeah, you can just quickly replace that. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Uh, there's a lot of little things like recipe books, um, like the actual... It's easier to find, like, old recipes and stuff, so you're not Googling stuff as I was the other day on Breath right. of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just Im- almost impossible that they've put this much into the game mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's probably worth touching on how the new game sort of changes things from uh, the previous and what it doesn't change. Because a lot of people had contention with the fact it was so freeform and it felt almost like a bit overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, very exactly. Overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Very little direction there um i feel like there's potentially more stuff here but i can't speak too much on how it directs things going forward
2: i did find that it actually it, it yeah. has given me objective markers on That's the map good. so it's, That's good. So it's yeah. go to that and then you'll go to that mm. but then they'll say well, d- this is the problem. I'm not really sure what to do. And you're mm. like, okay. And your objective marker is still that person. So then you'll wander over and talk to someone nearby and they'll go, oh, that thing. Maybe you yeah. should go talk to this person. <laughs> they're down there, but it doesn't update the objective marker. Uh, You've yes. then just got to go down there and try and find them and then come back. So they're, they're, I feel like from the from, from someone's perspective who was put off by Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. for it being too open, yeah. I feel a bit more, there's a bit more direction this time. That's However, good. in places I I did still feel mm. like, this goes against, it almost like, it goes against my my conditioning with yeah. video games. Like that The objective marker should surely move. and yeah. But I keep talking to this man and there's nothing new he's saying. I
6: think, yeah, with... Um, and that's something I uh, had to remind myself with the previous game. It's um, the objective markers I like, point you to, like, the person who you need to talk to, but then it's also giving you hints to, like, discover it yourself and it doesn't point you where it is. You have to sort of follow that. And mm-hmm. that's... You're right, It's it's gone against you know again it's done exactly like breath of the wild did and um to an extent elden ring as well in that it's going against a lot of conventional open world tropes Mm. and design philosophies and stuff and that is incredible but also daunting if you know a lot of people just want to sort of switch off and, and do that sort of thing
2: from the perspective of someone Who's sort of coming to Zelda for the first time, and yeah. also wasn't a huge fan of Breath of the Wild for a variety of reasons. Mm. It just wasn't for me. Mm. Uh, there were there there have been a few things that I have noticed that I'm not a big fan of necessarily, or at least that mm. I'm struggling with with this game. Still, yeah, I find the combat quite hard, and not in a not in an entertaining way. I feel like it can sometimes be a complete crapshoot, and mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of button combinations you have to learn to do yeah. various things and. The muscle memory for me is not there, and I'm finding that to be a bit of a challenge personally. Yeah, uh, particularly bad. when it comes to those stressful combat situations where you've got multiple enemies to fight. Yeah, I find that can be really tricky unless I've got a weapon ready to go
6: that's mm-hmm. actually any good. The the weapon degradation still there. Yes, not a fan of that. Um, yeah, that's actually something else I wanted to touch on as well with the um the weapon degradation. Yeah, like you say, it's it's still here. The one thing that apparently does change it is the um the fuse mechanics can make things last a little bit longer yes that's something sort of thing
2: that's something i need to do is start fusing more Um, stuff
6: to my weapons yeah big big old boulder sword is great um but yeah it's it's honestly a fair point because um yeah the it's the combat is not uh the best part and it is surprisingly tricky like i forgot how um difficult it is and Mm -hmm. again it's kind of it's good in a way that you're it's almost like encouraging you to try out these other things so Mm -hmm. again like with fuse that gives you more options just for the combat you can build stuff and think outside the box and all that sort of stuff uh use various items but yeah it's and and also recipes as well improving like different stats and whatnot but yeah fundamentally it's i feel like that's maybe gone under the radar a little bit is that all, all the other zelda games like the past zelda games aren't difficult you'd never call them like a challenge in terms of combat but mm. this is surprisingly tricky um i have i have so, yeah. died a lot in combat yeah.
2: and i don't know if it's because i went the wrong direction or what but you know mm. i've got i've got slightly more hearts now but like i had three hearts and i was just being one-shotted yeah. by things and, like, <laughs> what am i doing something wrong is it there something i could be because i know there's a parry mechanic yeah. and i know i know that there are mechanics there to help me but in the heat of the moment where i'm panicking mm. about which combination of L and then Z R mm. that I've got to be holding. Like oh, I, I, I had that as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like I, I panic and I, mm. I can't react fast enough and and I'm just getting absolutely mulched yeah. and then I'm wailing on people with uh, sturdy wooden sticks, <laughs> which I know I should be attaching things to, but in the, you know yeah. in the heat of the moment when your weapon breaks, I'm, I'm kind
6: of up Flips Creek. It's yeah, it's weird. I, I suppose it speaks to a lot of this game. Like you kind of have to. Um, reprogram your brain in a way Mm -hmm. because again that's kind of different to previous Elders and a lot of other games as well in that you know it just rewrites how you sort of expect to go about games and it is surprisingly difficult at the start but yeah it's I'm getting Man, better. I'm, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, that's it, good.
2: That's it's good. Be, it's a steep learning curve for me, like a total newbie to this. Like it's <laughs> no, been a steep yeah. learning curve. However, that has not affected my mm. enjoyment of the of the game so far. I yeah. think it's it's obviously a phenomenal video Mm -hmm. game uh performance wise it does stutter from time to time like Mm -hmm. most of the time it runs fairly stably but particularly when you're using the ultra hand mechanic to to pick up items and then you're rotating and the game really chugs and it has a hard time with that yeah
6: but on the whole, it
2: seems to seems to be running okay. It's
6: yeah, it's like amazing, and it's got all of these physics things like working in tandem in the background. Like even when, the, if you think about like the rewind stuff, like they've got all of that programmed mm-hmm. <laughs> to to rewind. I think even regular objects, you can you know um, rewind that, and it'll remember the path that it took. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I think it is also fair to say like it's you know fairly old hardware and it doesn't run super well sometimes mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that's just yeah maybe a, a slight downside to this crazy sandbox yeah so, uh, yeah that's a shame but yeah i'm, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying mm-hmm. it especially as like a, a new player to it and yes yeah like i said I, I sort of bounced off of breath of the wild and i already feel like i can invest a lot more time into this because the options are insane mm-hmm. it's it's incredible like you can just but you know, literally, the sky's the limit. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But uh, but yeah, it's it's incredible. I'm I'm looking forward to actually finishing the last one to play this once more. Yes. <laughs> that'll be good. It's a very very special
2: yeah. game. I'm I'm mm. going to take it on holiday with me next week. So I'm yeah. I'm going to try and play as much of it as I can, and hopefully come back with some more information, more awesome. experiences, and maybe I'll actually make something remotely creative <laughs> and not just like a crappy
6: plank with with four wheels on it, oh, which has been man. my go-to. Plank with four wheels, is the best one. It's the classic. It's the like, classic. You know, free free planks, bridge. That's that's the way to go. Simple. Yeah. Simple.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, James. Thank you very much. Thank you to Nintendo as well. And yes. we're gonna head back over to the podcast now. Goodbye.
3: Wow. Wasn't that game good? Is still is good. Is still good. Yeah. Uh it's time for question two now. Comes from Michael Milan. With Tears of the Kingdom, we know that one, flooding the gaming world right now, it's amazing to see all the insane creations people are creating. But my question is, does the absurd level of freedom come at the cost of atmosphere and narrative? Not the narrative is bad, just that it's less impactful played alongside the Trojan horse built for TikTok. Side question, what's the most absurd thing you've done so far? Ben.
2: Um, Right, well, because I'm basic as hell, and as I alluded to with my tweet. I can't build
4: anything. You put four wheels on a plank.
2: I put four wheels on a plank, but sometimes I put the wheels on and they don't go on right. So it's like imagine the plank and it's got two wh- three wheels in the place you would imagine and the third one is like at a jaunty <laughs> yeah. angle. Yeah. So it just sort of goes in a tight circle or doesn't move at all. It does look like Homer's barbecue. Mm. Yeah. Um I can't I can't make anything cool in that game. Mm. The only thing I've made so far is a literally a a very rudimentary chariot, which is a plank with four wheels on it, that I rode down a hill and nearly fell off a cliff. Right. I haven't yet got to the point where because I'm not right. So this is to to focus on Michael's other question about the uh, the level of freedom. Mm. Generally, without going into any spoilers. You are near the start of the game. You are you are told, hey, if you want to find out more information, why don't you visit these various locations and you can go to any of them first. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I picked the wrong one, <laughs> but I feel like I have bumped into some pretty advanced stuff on right. my travels, mm. whether that's me dying in one hit continuously mm-hmm. or that I'm encountering like the components zoni devices i think they're called that actually power and let you use you know create these monstrous these beautiful monstrosities mm. um i'm encountering advanced versions like advanced components that i've never seen before and they're not being explained to me so i did come across two fans that i st- i stapled to the underside of a plank of wood and then i put a little steering thing on it and I hit it with my stick to activate the things and I held on to the steering thing and it's like when you see someone use those um like water jetpack things you know that are yeah. like where you float along the water mm-hmm. Um, it, where they just immediately tilt and then fire directly into the sea yeah that's exactly what my device is, and that's as that's as creative as I've attempted to get so far because I've just been sort of brute force. And this is a valid tactic as well, because you do have the freedom. I've been brute force skyriming my way up mountains, right, yeah. <laughs> like climbing. Like I'm not going to find a sensible way to go up here. I'm not going to build a contraption. I'm going to painstakingly climb all the way up this mountain and find a little ledge to recover my stamina and then keep going. Um, I stapled a... I've made a note of it. Right. Stapled. I stapled a flame emitter to my shield. Oh, nice! Unintentionally, <laughs> right. but then every time I went to block, I just I just had a flamethrower shield that burnt everything that came towards me. That's cool. That was pretty cool. Nice. I like that. I don't feel like I've had enough time to really get into the meat of the creativity, the creative stuff. But as we talked about a few weeks on the pod, a few weeks ago on the podcast, um, I'm a little worried that maybe the amount of freedom I've got will be wasted on me mm. because I'm either not going to think of stuff, or I'm not going to know how to do it, or it's just easier and less time consuming to just not climb up the mountain Mm -hmm. as cool as it is yeah um but yeah i I think it's i I just i just haven't made anything cool yet Mm -hmm. i'll get back to you on that i'll try i'll make a concert after your holiday you're saying
3: i've built a mech suit i built
2: the i built the flamethrower penis monster that's been doing the rounds on tiktok Mm -hmm. we've been doing that one yeah
4: um, well, it's not really for me and Ashton to say whether it's at, it comes at the cost of atmosphere and narrative, given that we've not actually played it. But certainly, like speaking generally, uh, you know, in, in games that have perhaps similar-ish mechanics, I don't think it necessarily has to come at the cost of atmosphere or narrative, provided it makes sense within the world that people are doing, or the, that your mm. character is doing that and building stuff. Um, I played that Lego game. I think at start this year or end of last year, where it's just like little cubes of Lego Builder worlds. or worlds. Yeah, Lego, Lego worlds, was it called? I don't know. Um, and you just have to like build little contraptions to solve little puzzles and stuff. Mm. And, you know, that makes sense in a world of Lego. And stopping and like spending a load of time creating like my own personalized contraption didn't take me out of the uh, game because it was well integrated. So I think there are ways that you can have a game with atmosphere and with some kind of narrative and and yet still deviate from that and have moments where you create stuff personally. Mm.
3: I obviously have not played a game. However, I have noticed that I've not seen really anything like news or tweets or anything about the story of the game. Like I've not seen anyone be like, Wow the the, ga- the story of this game is really like heartwarming uh, or wow can't believe this happened in the game whereas like and I'm not this is not a criticism again I haven't played the game calm down Nintendo fans I'm not getting at you I promise I have just seen a lot from like other games that are very similar in their open world obviously they don't give you the ability to make mech suits but other open world games where it's been like, this side bit is cool, but I'm mainly talking about the game itself and the narrative of the game that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um whereas like I say I have not really seen anyone talking about it. I've seen like the odd bit from like the person people I follow being like, oh, I'm really like this moment in the game, but but pretty much everything else has just been, look, I can send this Corox seed into space. And I'm like, cool, that's nice. But What's the game about? What happens in the game? What's the story? I simply don't know. Um again I don't think this creativity necessarily takes away from the atmosphere and narrative. However, I do think that it is an interesting not experiment per se, but glimpse into it because I don't think there's been many games who give this level of creativity and also have an open world story game. Yeah. In it. The only other game that I could keep thinking of is just that it reminds reminds me of Gary's Mod in the sense Mm. of like you can just stick things together and make a a plane or whatever. Um, But in terms of like actual open world story narrative driven games, I've not seen one that has this level of creativity. And as long as people are enjoying it, I'm sure it's fine. But from an outsider perspective at this point, it looks like people are enjoying the creativity side and the things they can make, but people aren't really discussing the story maybe because they've not played the story because they've been too busy making mech suits Mm, but you know it's interesting to to see what the discourse is about online at the moment and how it's not really about the game itself Mm -hmm. it
4: reminds me of did you play besiege or besieged besiege i think it's called on steam it's like a an indie game where you just build little siege engines in a very Mm. similar way like there's like wheels and Mm. like hinges and moving parts and stuff and then you stick like maces on the end and and that kind of thing it's very similar Mm. idea but not in an open
3: world sandbox. is it just cause that's a sandbox game yeah yeah Yeah. because it reminds whenever all the stuff i keep seeing it just reminds me of just cause like being like i've just made myself a new speedboat and i'm like cool (laughs) i think
2: i think there's there's an inherent truth to the fact that people are (laughs) bless you you. are, are far more likely to share the silly stuff, yeah, like exactly. the stuff that's going to go viral, is like it's the giant flamethrower dick, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um And people are, you know, not everyone, unfortunately, but a lot of people are sensitive to posting spoilers and stories, yeah, exactly. story beats and stuff like that. I had heard going into this when I was looking at the reviews on on the day before release or whenever those those came out um, that the the story was surprisingly af- affecting this time around because i think there's there's always obviously been a story and and the narrative at the core of the zelda games but Mm. i think in breath of the wild perhaps again i didn't get very far in it um it was it was a little more abstract like there was a there was a through line but it was more about the freedom to explore the world and the Mm. adventure you were upon whereas Mm. this one felt supposedly a bit more focused and i will say having only played really the opening few hours of breath of the wild i much preferred the opening of this one Mm. i thought the way it introduced you to the game and the mechanics and uh in particular like the the opening bit is just like a full-on narrative linear section and i thought that was really good and i am intrigued to see what happens but obviously, there's huge stretches in between where you are wandering through the countryside, either on your horse or on foot, and
3: or in giant wheels. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, occasionally there are like little pit stops along the road, where, where just full of materials in case right. you wanted to build yourself a wagon, for mm-hmm. example. Um, so that there, there are there are ways to get around, and I think there is something to, with my time, according to my time with it so far. I would say that the the narrative is good. And I'm I'm intrigued and interested, and I don't necessarily think that freedom is uh, the freedom to do whatever you want is sort of costing that. I feel like Mm. it's to to fill in the gaps and to make it feel like more of an adventure between the clearly signposted. You need to go here. Like what crazy stuff is is Link gonna Mm -hmm. see between the central area where you start and this city where you've got to go and find out more information about what's happening in the world you know there's going to be shrines along the way i tamed my first horse Mm -hmm. i took my horse to a stable and registered it and called it gertrude and it's not a good horse but it's my horse and i didn't have that if i was just you know i wouldn't have had that if i built some sort of mech suit thing to get around obviously but i think there's I think it complements it nicely, at least so far for me. Like it doesn't, it's not negatively impacting the narrative in a way. Like there's still this overall mystery and I won't know if the mystery is any good until I reach the Mm, end of the game, I suppose. But like, um, it's a very special game, but it's uniquely Zelda in a way that might be off putting to some, but is irresistible to others. Mm -hmm. And, um... I've only dipped my toe in, but I'm, I'm really excited to see more and how it plays
4: out. Well, you might not have built anything that crazy yourself, but Quickfire, what's the most absurd thing you have seen on social media?
3: Uh, the mech suit, yeah, the usable mech suit was pretty, pretty crazy. I've got to be honest. That's probably the weirdest thing I've seen.
2: I saw an article of ways that people on social media are uh, torturing the, the Koroks. Oh, yeah. Koroks. Yeah. Uh, one of them attached a wagon to his horse and then had a crucified Korok oh, yeah. yeah, attached to it and <laughs> played the, the dominate music as yeah. he's riding through the countryside.
3: Did you see the rotisserie? One. I saw the rotisserie mm. like yeah. six
4: of them all turning on a spit.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was
3: something. I saw the
4: Trojan horse on TikTok. Did you guys see that?
3: I've not mm. seen that one yet. Someone
4: literally just I I mean again I have the, I don't have the context because I've not played the game but it looked like there was some sort of enemy camp or something and they were at the top of the hill and they built this horse, <laughs> giant mm-hmm. horse. Um made of wood with wheels. And then they used the like up warp thing to get up inside this horse. And it began to roll down the hill and it just wheeled into this camp (laughs) as it went down the hill and got like past all the monsters on the the door or whatever. See, that's great. Mm. And I I do love that stuff. Like you could, if you wanted to build a little wagon,
2: load it up with explosives, and then just give it a little push and nudge it down into a camp and then shoot it with an arrow. You could do that. There's so many creative solutions my real problem is that can i be asked
4: to do that when i could just run in and die over and over
5: again
3: yeah
4: my favorite thing that i've seen just because not not in and of itself it's not a particularly crazy thing but like as a fundamental piece of technology someone had built like i think it's it would be called like a drive wheel or a crankshaft or something where if you imagine a you know like a steam engine have seen
3: the video wheel mm-hmm.
4: uh, where they have like the bars going across like different wheels mm-hmm. So it's like a wheel with like an arm on it and as it spins around right it's doing that and then they've like attached it and made all sorts of different they've shown like wow. the different uses of it and uh, the tweet uh the caption on the tweet was said something like uh people in such and such a game are doing this thing whereas over here in zelda we're having the literal industrial revolution. <laughs> it's like yeah really that's that, that's how it works yeah you it, start with things like that it and, always
3: reminds me of like people, people take out of context moments from games and they'll be like what is this game about yeah. like what is this game even about just every time i say it, i'm like what is this game about what is happening in this game but, it's,
2: it's straightforward enough that anyone can make stuff happen yeah. with the tools available which i think is a real testament but it feels like little big planet or dreams all over again yeah. for me where i'm like i'm crudely you know sticking together <laughs> just creating these these frankenstein's monster vehicles that barely function and mm-hmm. then there's a guy who makes a steam engine yeah. it's like i can't I can't do that. It is like Barry's like mod, where
4: yeah. every single time I would just put four wheels on a bathtub yeah. and yeah. a chair in it.
3: And yeah. That's what I would do,
4: and then it
2: goes and a
3: big yeah. th- like rocket thruster yeah. on the back. And then it would just fall over. Yeah, hundred
4: yeah.
2: percent. Well, if you made one of those, Peter, it would be a little bit um, odd, wouldn't it? It would. I might
4: even make the news. Um, it would be weird news.
5: Oh. Oh.
2: It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. If you want to submit weird news to us, you can do so on the post that goes up at the beginning of the week on Twitter and Facebook, and we might give you a shout out right here if we pick your news. However, if you want to guarantee a shout out, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump supporters at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like Nathan,
3: GY Goliath,
4: Nicole Hanson, Duncan Wilson,
3: Katie Garrett slash Jared. El-
4: Ellie Nicholas, Nexus Polaris
3: Maldi L1A Blake Thomas and
4: Gabrielle Philipping thank you thank you, thank you podcast, uh, Des, I've got some weird news that was not submitted by anyone um, again again there was Number lots one? of uh,
3: Zelda news and we were already yes. covering it so we yeah, didn't want to it there was cover a lot of Zelda
4: news this week there was a bit of a a, a dearth is that the word is that a word Durge? Huh? A dirge? I think a, that's girth. a I think that's a it lack of... a bit of, of a girth. I think oh. dirge is a lack of something. Dirge. Right? It might be the word I was looking for. Girth. Well, a girth. A girth. Not a girth.
2: You
3: can't just but. make words out.
4: Dirge. Let's see. Here we are.
2: Uh, a lament for the dead. What's no. a
4: dirth? D-I-R. Is it I-R? E-R? Uh, hang on. <laughs> we can't move on until no, we know we No, we've got to know how
2: to pronounce dirge. Dirth. Do you mean Darth? <laughs> <laughs> No, I just spelled it wrong. Noun, an inadequate supply. There you go. A dirt. A dirt. I've clearly been oh. misusing dirge well, this whole
5: time.
4: That's I've that's just been word. using it interchangeably with darth. Fortunately, PC Gamer came to my rescue. This is written by Rich Stanton. And Rich says Player trash talks 15 year old opponent at fighting game tournament. The kid's mom incinerates this loser and he backs off while apologizing. Literally?
2: he burned uh, the. Ch- I don't think she put
4: a ch- no, uh, Flamethrower
3: she... on her shield. Yeah. And... Just
4: burns the child alive. Yeah. That was basically the entire story in a headline. That's five lines of text of, of headline there. Excellent. Subheading Never disrespect someone in front of their mother. Mm hmm. Low Tide City 2023 was a recent competitive event held over May 13th and 14th in Texas, and among the games being featured were Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. While Nintendo's games have a certain cutesy reputation, which is not undeserved, it's fair to say that the Smash Bros. competitive scene is where some bonkers stuff happens. Uh, People take Kirby's fighting prowess incredibly seriously, and the scene is constantly arguing over one thing or another with regular spats between players. But one player took things too far and woke a sleeping dragon. No,
3: oh, no. Oh, God. imagine that. that like yeah. <laughs> That's how I was about your mum.
4: Yeah, my mum. So cringe. Sleeping dragon. <laughs> um, the young player, Syrup, was drawn against Enrique Meister Hernandez in a match for top eight. Meister won the match, and on the way, to, uh, Meister won the match on the way to a third place finish and a gold in the doubles category. But after the win, verbally disrespected his fifteen-year-old opponent. A-I-T-X esports player Jude Jackal Harris posted some DMs from another player describing the incident. And it's alleged that uh, after the match, Meister and Syrup fist bumped, after which Meister told him, you flipping suck, with a stronger word there. Wow, that seems totally unnecessary. Yeah, that's not even
3: trash talk, that's just being mean.
4: Reaction within the Smash Bros community to this was unanimously negative, with many pointing out Syrup's age. Bro, he's a kid, is a quote.
3: So Syrup
2: made the top 16? Yeah, like, you suck,
4: yeah. Suck, suck man. child. Uh, and the lack of sportsmanship and basic manners from Meister. Meister tried to justify his actions on social media. Yeah. Then syrup's mom got involved. Get in there, the sleeping dragon. <laughs> Replying to Meister's justifications, which have subsequently been deleted, she said to the player, "As an adult, I think players such as yourself has no. As an adult,
3: can you do mum voice?" As an adult, there she is. I think players such as yourself have no
4: class, zero sportsmanship. Even if you win, you're still a loser all round, wrote Mrs. Lau. Damn. Mm. I have the utmost respect for all players, but you're the
3: low of the low, no doubt.
4: Whoa. Cinn syrup, syrups
3: like Mum, please, Mum Mum, stop. Mum, put the camera down.
4: Needless to say, the crowd went wild. It helped that this past weekend was also Mother's Day in the US, so the replies are uh, are almost uniformly congratulating mom, calling her the goat of mothers and a queen, and pointing (laughs) out how nice it is to have a parent who supports their kids' interests and one who comes in all guns blazing when when someone is a dick to their child. Mm. Quote, bro got clapped by mama syrup ran another reaction please it's mrs europe yeah um adding a crying laugh emoji uh, while many others thought it was the tournament's highlight quote he got schooled by his mom lmao and we'll just end it there cause there's a bit more but yeah any more o's
3: any more o's
2: no, no more o's no
4: more o's okay
3: nightmare Damn. i can just imagine he's like mom please don't, oh, don't say stop anything
4: they're writing You're about me on PC me. Gamer. please yeah. talk. talk about me on triple jump
3: mama syrup uh i have a pc gamer article as well by rich stanton <gasps> is no. that who wrote your one as well yeah, yeah. oh my god a double rich um is he the
2: new editor for weird news Could yeah the other, one, the other one the other one did something don't want to talk to about it us, so,
3: um nft cock fighting game canned and we'll buy back and but we'll buy back your cocks
4: Good. What? Buy your cocks back. <laughs> why didn't you guys submit this story? This <laughs> How could great. such
3: a visionary idea have failed? It was 15 hours ago as well, so it's fresh. Oh, well, that's why. Hot and fresh. Mm. Um, an NFT-based f- cockfighting game I has been... I went to been...
2: school with an NFT cockfighting No, you didn't. Because <laughs> <cockfighting.
3: laughs> <No, you didn't. laughs> <laughs> I did. Has been... Maybe she moved schools. That's been in development for a year has been unceremoniously canned, or in the words of its developers, erupted irreverent labs entered indefinite hibernation
2: decocked
3: yeah (laughs) the game would have starred mechabots robotic chickens that were being sold as nfts to verify each chicken's uniqueness it was intended to be as a so-called play-to-earn game where players would level the chickens and theoretically sell them on at a higher price i'm not making this up the hype video shows the production values weren't too bad, though as soon as the fighting starts, it's pretty clear the game would have been, wouldn't have been a good game. But then, the game's the, but then the game's cancellation is probably the least bizarre thing about this whole story. The studio behind the game has one of the most in, irritating websites I've ever used <laughs> and has pivoted away from NFTs onto a new area to fo- focus AI. Oh, ah, good. good.
2: From from yeah. dodgy to dodgy. The
3: bros have jumped ship to the next thing. All
4: these scroogels.
2: So many
3: Um That may seem like swapping one grift for another, but it's even more astonishing in the light of the fact it raised $40 million in private funding to make Mecca Flight Club, oh. disclosed in an SEC filing. At least some of the cash will... Still remains. The one silver lining for fans of Mecca Fight Club, presuming there are any, is that Reverend Labs announced a cancellation alongside a buyback program. And again, I'm not making up, it's called Soul for Cox. <laughs> it's not funny. It is a I'm bit. It's sure. everyone's really funny. Sol refers to the popular cryptocurrency Solana, which is currently trading at around $21 per unit. The buyback offer value each robot chicken at $378. Look, I just work here. Um, Irreverent Labs' official statement on what's happened reads as equal parts misleading and delusional. It also says absolutely everything about the corner of the industry that first two that the first two pages or of four are dedicated to the risk of scams around sulfur cocks before going on to moan about those pesky regulators and how they make the NFT cockfighting dream impossible. Um, the theme, culture, art, story and underpinning goals of MFC remain with us, but we can't continue to develop it in- Develop it as a blockchain game, says Irreverent Labs. More like Cockchain. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, the regulatory and operations environment around the blockchain within the USA have drastically changed in the last two years. We're an American company and a lack of clarity is making it difficult for blockchain companies to operate here. Oh, that's In so the sad. current regulatory confusion... Cock blocked. We simply couldn't create an in-game economy without concern about the regulatory ramifications. We have no way to know how long this will continue or when it will get better. We simply can't ask you to wait any longer. Mm, It's done. So there we have it. They're buying back your cocks, though. Mm, So if you've got a cock... And you don't want it anymore? If you recently purchased a cock... They'll give you $378 for your cock.
2: (laughs) I wonder what YouTube's going to make of that conversation. Mm. Yeah. We'll find out.
3: We're Why? talking about chickens, YouTube.
2: Yeah, cockerels. cock
3: do doo if you will.
2: My weird news comes from Johnny Mac13 on Twitter, and it's from a website called Games Radar Plus. Whoa, Whoa. Plus. Written, plus
3: plus what? Games uh, Plus what?
2: I don't know. It doesn't say. Premium There's just versions. a little British flag there. Mm. That's the language I've selected. It's written by Hiren Crier.
4: Are you sure it's a It is a plus, and it's not just the Union Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Games Radar.
3: Um, England.
4: There.
2: God got, uh, save
3: the king plus, plus plus.
2: I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, the Elden Ring streamer playing with her brainwaves doesn't even need a controller anymore, it what? says. Huh? She's just built different, is the subtitle. Is she a
3: robot? Is she an AI?
2: No, she's real. An Elden Ring streamer has is playing... Come on. An Elden Ring streamer has is playing From Software's game completely hands-free. Not quite satisfied what?
3: with the, so either been... of those
4: words. Oh, it would have worked, I
3: think. Yeah. yeah, or has played.
2: Not quite satisfied with beating Elden Ring with the power of their mind, streamer Pericariole is now taking on From Software's latest without even using their hands. Footage of the monumental feat can be seen just below in the streamer's tweet where they showcase a fight against uh, the Soldier of Godric boss entirely hands free. So previously, they had completed a playthrough where they still needed to use a controller to move, mm. right. but they were using their brain to attack. How though? For just brain powers. You know. How though? Just little measuring. You measure you the brain waves little, and you go yeah. like that, and then does an attack, maybe.
3: I don't believe it.
2: I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't I believe do. it. The Twitch streamer looks to be using their head to dodge to the left or right, tilting their head ever so slightly to circumvent the boss's attacks.
3: Well, that's not, that's not moving your brainwaves then, is it? If you're using your head, that's just motion controls.
2: The attacking and movement of their character, though, looks to be left entirely to the power of their mind, Ashton Matthews, meaning there's been a big upgrade on Pericariol's setup since their last feat. When the streamer previously beat Elden Ring using their mind, they could only use their brainwaves to attack, as movement was still bound as a controller to a controller analogue stick. We're not honestly sure where we go from here. How can anyone play a From Software game in a stranger way than with their brain? Mm. We've seen a streamer beat every *Elden Ring* boss using a boffit controller, so we're not exactly sure on the weirdness factor around here. Short, sorry, on the weirdness factor around here. But who knows how the entire thing could escalate from here?
3: I think you should stick stuff to your bum, and if you like tense your bum muscles, then you attack. Then
4: you what? I'd watch that. You just attack. Yeah. Well, I don't know.
3: Clutch. Well, maybe if you do the left cheek, you go left. And the right cheek, you go right. Rather
4: than Dark Souls, could they do do Bloodborne and just call it like Bumborn?
3: Bumborn, yeah. Blood, (laughs) Blood,
4: blood Bloodbutt. Oh, no. No, no! don't like that one.
2: I don't
3: believe it. I I don't believe it.
2: It's true. It's true. I'm afraid there's a a news article
4: written very well about it, and so it's real.
3: But I don't understand uh, it.
2: No, I don't. Well, she probably explains it in more detail if you wanted to know. You don't really want to know. I could think of a weird
4: way to play FromSoft games. Um, remember when, um, you know how people have sometimes had like goldfish swimming around like tanks?
3: Oh yeah. That guy who's goldfish like made a purchase on the Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that one.
4: If you got a fish that like moved a lot very quickly Mm. and is constantly swimming around its tank. A very stressed fish. A very stressed (laughs) fish. And in each area is a button prompt. If you just left it playing like the same fight for hours and hours or days and days and days, Mm. eventually... It would win one round. I,
2: do I think we
3: should make the Sea Lions from last week play Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. That they, would they be weirder. Elf. The the sea the Navy SEALs have beat Elden Ring.
4: They're going to love it. <laughs> it's an exciting yeah. time. But the Dolphins want the TV this evening
2: because yeah. they like SpongeBob. They Bob. want to watch Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see you remember the Old Spice advert? We don't have Old Spice in the UK, but we've all seen the advert with Terry Crews, yeah. where he's mm. like got all the sensors up to his muscles, and he plays like a drum kit by tensing all his muscles. Yeah, I'd like to see him play Elden Ring that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that would I be a really you on his bum cheeks as well. Sure, yeah, yeah I know if the bum cheeks have to be involved, then yeah.
3: Well, may as well if <laughs> you're there. A bit of wasted muscle, Do you know what it? I mean? So,
2: right, it's time for the big discussion. Ooh. Big discussion time! This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Cameron Keywood who says, hey Bap, some Tears of the Kingdom players are disappointed with the lack of accessibility options. Why is Nintendo lagging behind Sony and Microsoft in advancing accessibility in games? From AAA to indie studios there is growing focus on ensuring that games are accessible to as many players as possible. Microsoft's Xbox Adaptive Controller is specifically designed for gamers with limited mobility, and even first party titles like Forza Horizon now offer a range of accessibility options. Sony's Horizon Forbidden West has even been updated with features to assist those with phobias. Back in 2019, games journalist Jason Schreier raised concerns with Zelda producer A.G. Anuma about the lack of button remapping in Breath of the Wild. Schreier highlighted that disabled players may not be able to play the game in the intended way, to which Anuma acknowledged the uh, the point and promised to consider it in the future. However, it appears that the development team did not follow through on this commitment with the release of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Ashton, yeah. you had the uh, the pleasure of posting yeah. this big discussion in the always rational, always welcoming and lovely uh, yeah. YouTube community tab. Yeah, you waded through a lot of filth. Oh boy, um, there was a lot. Some to people speak. willfully misunderstood. Some people some some didn't people understand. Just didn't understand. Yeah. Some people did understand and got really cross because someone said, it was considered an attack on Nintendo even though we just want to talk about accessibility for yeah, disabled gamers.
3: Someone called a 30-year-old person with color who is colorblind. They said that that's mad gay. So They're now banned from the channel. They're now banned yeah. from the that, channel. But that's the
2: sort of level of discourse that happens yeah, in a community that's tab. That's what
3: I've got to wade through on a, so a Wednesday, Thursday those morning. Those of you who
2: see the post go up in the community tab on YouTube, we may pick your your uh interaction yeah. Yeah. for here. But a thank you to those of you who are, yeah, thank you for those for those few of you who are like rational and yeah. normal yeah, human and if beings. You, if you
4: see the post go up and go, Oh, there's already like like 15 20 comments that probably they won't pick me now like no don't worry I guarantee
2: a lot of those are just yeah. very <laughs> hateful so uh yeah. that's
5: fine
3: some people yeah didn't understand what accessibility meant people thought that oh you're talking about whether it's accessible if you've not played the first game mm. some people were discussing whether it's because it's only available on one console so it's not accessible to the wide variety of people and then people were correcting them about what it really meant that's when people actually started to figure out yes. that I, that i meant accessibility in terms of for those of people with disabilities, not yeah. you know. Why are they so cross though? That's
2: I'm always oh, I'm always in awe. I don't
3: know why I'm how, really how so like, angry.
2: wildly angry. These people yeah. get for for seemingly very little reason.
3: Yeah, um, but I picked a few that were were good. Nathaniel said accessibility features like Nintendo, sorry, like Naughty Dog's implemented for Last of Us Two, should be industry standard. Mm. No one should be kept from trying to play a game because of color blindness or other disabilities. Obviously, the Last of Us Two had like amazing accessibility mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um someone said i am blind in one eye and nintendo games are far more playable for me than those on playstation and i don't know about xbox mm. um then someone who is blind who again had received a lot of hate just for being blind just
4: for being blind um, okay said
3: as a completely blind gamer i can certainly say that this year for accessibility has been a huge boost even developers making voiceover mods for several different games as far as Nintendo goes still yet to see it no pun intended Mm. very good (laughs) that's great um and then fred flintstone off of the
4: (laughs) this is huge hang on is he verified don't ban him
3: (laughs) he's not banned he's got five subscribers he said what's video game he said
4: yabba dabba do i like big
2: meat and rocks
3: (laughs) he said while nintendo games may not be accessible as say as let's say xbox it's more accessible in many other ways there are a ton of different controllers that we can use for switch it's portable so people can play how and where and whatever body position is more comfortable for them also they have added some options to make games easier like in DK for the Switch compared to the Wii U version of Mario Odyssey where you can give yourself twice the health and it also regenerates. Then there's the Amiibos that add extra stuff to the games that also make them a little easier, so we can't say Nintendo isn't doing anything. Personally for me, given the difficulty option, I usually choose easy on my first playthrough and the second one on a, diffic- on a higher difficulty. However, I enjoy games even when not given a difficulty option As and the only way to make the game easier is to do more side quests and exploring like in the Zelda games. And then lastly, the one I wanted to bring up is by Pierce,
2: who? Uh, I'm sorry. Pierce. Pierce.
3: Pierce. Pierce. <laughs> Did you say Pierce? <laughs> Pierce. Okay. Um. Sorry, Pierce. So, Jesus Christ. Um. Nintendo seems to have re- remained a silo of its own while Sony and Microsoft have remained a closer in closer competition and also pushed accessibility strides in one another while the exceptional position that has historically been good for Nintendo's stability as a business they definitely don't seem to have adapted to accommodating accessibility with the same focus that the other two companies have taken towards it which is they're out of touch with the expect with where expectations are now as rising tide lifts all ships and Nintendo being closed off from those effects is more noticeable now, especially when we don't see the same sort of consideration during the development process that we have from other first-party developers. I'm curious how much of this is from Japanese software development industry side of things versus just from Nintendo, since Sony's first-party titles with a higher accessibility also have a more global presence. And then they've put, as someone who works Whose works doing accessibility QA and software development, Japanese business culture seems like getting the foothold and leverage would be a very difficult ball game compared to those in companies in the EU and North America. Hmm. Hmm. So That's there we right. have it.
2: Very interesting points. Thank yeah. you everyone for those. I do wonder if it's more a just a Japanese versus Western culture thing, because <laughs> PlayStation and Microsoft are so good with this stuff and it's getting mm. better every single year.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: But a lot of those
2: games are coming from Western Studios.
5: Yeah, Yeah.
4: that's true. Um, Hey, what I want to know is why don't all games um, just sort of say the word database all the way through? um,
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: I mean, Dead Space is, for those, the uninitiated, we did a Dead Space remake playthrough and we put on the audio description and it was completely broken. Like, we put it on initially just to see what it was like. And then we kept it on the whole time because it was so comedically terrible. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It and just, useless.
2: It was mispronouncing words, con- like to the point where you couldn't really understand what it was even saying So yeah. it was all synthesized. Um, and, so then just the just saying, and then it just kept saying. And then it would
3: get stuck on one word. It just so kept, kept saying and and database and every it single it time. Also, you wouldn't read up an any entry. like of the information you picked up. No. So if you picked up like a, a, a diary entry or whatever, it wouldn't read that out. It so was you, baffling. It yeah.
2: was. It was so baffling that we. We wondered aloud several times if it was actually, if there was a reason it was like this, like Mm. for a very specific
4: type of Mm. disability, that it might be beneficial. But uh, we we didn't understand. Um, I brought some stats along, actually, um, to give some context here as well. So... According to 3playmedi.com, more than 216 million people in the US play video games regularly. um, And of the Americans that play video games, 46 million have one or more disabilities. That's 21%. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that all of those people require uh, accessibility options. But I also have some stats from scope.org.uk here. Um, 66% of gamers with an impairment or condition say they face barriers or issues related to gaming. Um, The biggest barrier to gaming is actually the affordability of suitable uh, assistive or adaptive technology. Uh, The most used assistive technologies are sounds, options, or adjusting the sensitivity of of controllers. 50% of disabled gamers say that information on accessibility of a game has affected their decision to buy it. 40% have bought games they haven't been able to play due to poor accessibility. And 40% of gamers have experienced negative attitudes from other gamers. As demonstrated by the community tab, yes. mm. relating to a disability, impairment, or condition. So, um, you know, that's an awful lot of people who uh, deserve to have the options there that make these games uh, accessible to them and allow them to play them uh, and enjoy them in the same way as other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's obviously from very much playing devil's devil's advocate here uh there's an argument that some people would make to say um oh well it's going to cost money to implement these things and uh are some of these mega corporations uh do they care enough to make these um options available to people who need them um when compared with you know how much it's going to cost them to do so uh are they are they concerned with the loss of sales uh, from this, for example, forty percent of disabled gamers who haven't been able to uh, play a game due to accessibility, uh, do they do they care enough about that to kind of offset the loss uh, and and try and bring those people in by making the options available? Um, I'd like to think that the world doesn't quite work based purely on you know balancing the books and that you know some of these are uh, these things are going to be. Included in games, just for the sake of those players, and it's Mm. not going to be a a concern about money. But Mm. there's a PR aspect as well. Like yeah, yeah,
2: that will always play out in the end. You may not see a huge surge in sales because a, a, a disabled sect of your audience can now play your game mm. properly. Yeah, uh, But certainly the goodwill generated by that will always be beneficial. Yeah,
3: 100%. Everyone. I also think that like, unfortunately, like you say, it's going to cost money. But also if you, you PR again, if you've got a company that you see as like, well, they care about disabled gamers or they care about people who can't play their games to 100%, then that's just nice to see. And it's nice to know that like, okay, maybe it's going to cost you a bit more money, but it gives those 40% of gamers or 21% of gamers the ability to actually play a game that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Like The Last of Us came out and it looked amazing with the accessibility issues. God of War recently had very similar um, accessibility features as well. Redfall had loads. Redfall had loads. Even like, you know, it's, it's a thing that you don't have to include, but in including it, it just makes your game... More accessible to everyone else, and it just gives people the option to adjust things should they wish. Sometimes I just turn on accessibility features, yeah. or yeah. I adjust things mm-hmm. to make like, game e- the game easier for you me. Had one or two
2: on, yeah, uh, did it in Star Wars. And- I oh, star Wars i turned on a couple of it just to make the game more f- fun
3: yeah i think exactly. i've been
4: told one about star wars that in fact yeah i think we talked the about the falling it off the previous, cliffs yeah, one and, the and it. there's it also enabling, a navigation
3: so. assist that i right. highly suggest adding on because mm-hmm. it's that it tells you which way is the right way to go which right. is very useful yeah. but i think that maybe like you say it's a culture thing mm-hmm. maybe this is just that like and now in our western culture we're much more aware of people's needs and there's a lot more discourse about it and people who are actively advocating for the these accessibility options whereas maybe these are not the case in you know around the nintendo bubble and in in japan it's not as Mm. talked about Mm -hmm. potentially it could be
2: like a matter of pride as well in terms yeah. of wanting to put out a, a particular experience and seeing any this is absurd of course and it has obviously been debunked by the rise of accessibility features in western games mm. and it not impacting the experience for mm-hmm. you know people who want to play it uh the, you know w- without those features enabled yeah but like it could be that the japanese developers there there is a there is a sense of pride almost stuck in your ways Ishness about it like this is the game that we want to release and this is how it needs to be played and any, any way that you could alter that to potentially mm. give yourself an advantage is like sacrilege yeah. in, in the view of our yeah. our vision or whatever.
3: Like mm. not every games company and not every game that is coming out at the moment is perfect for accessibility. A lot of people were commenting on the community tab about from soft games and mm-hmm. about their level of accessibility isn't actually that high either. They can sometimes be very difficult for people to get into. Um, and obviously there was the whole discourse about the controllers, which is great because like I say, Nintendo does have lots of controllers, third party and otherwise. Um, but they've never specifically said or released something like Xbox have with this is our um, accessibility controller and also PlayStation recently released or are going to release I think uh, been working on something a controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of Zelda specifically um Cameron attached a video, a link to a, a video. Yes. Um, and most of the issues were things like there'll be a, a side quest where you had to listen to sound cues and there was no alternative. If you couldn't hear the sound, that's it. You couldn't hear it. got some notes. Oh, you've that. got, do you want to? Yeah. yeah, sure.
2: So th- this was, this is a video from Laura K. Buzz, sort of an accessibility review. I will say that some of the points that she raised just sounded like general criticisms with the game mm. rather right. than actual accessibility yeah, I problems. Yeah, uh, but in terms of, yeah, the bad one, there's the audio location puzzles uh, with like or next to no visual cues. So you can brute force a a solution by just running around mm-hmm. and trying to. But if you know, if you if you have hearing issues, you're going to really struggle with that. Uh, the HUD can be tweaked, but can't be made any bigger. Yeah, um, there. There are sections of the game that are extremely dark by design. And there are items that will help brighten that up, but there's like there's not a lot to help people who would, you know, who struggle with um, seeing it. With with eyesight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that would that would be a huge issue for them. Um but there are some positives as well. They got rid of the motion control mandatory bits from Breath of the Wild. There are a couple of those. They're now gone. Um there and also, and this is something i I've, I've noticed as well as someone who is terrible at the game is that uh, auto saves, <clears throat> excuse me, are extremely generous. It right. auto saves pretty much constantly whenever you're about to enter combat. And you can put a manual save wherever you want as well. So if you're about to go fight something or you're about to attempt to jump, you can then reload. So there, there are some things they've added, but I will say that the first thing I did was go into the settings and I was kind of shocked at, I'm so used to there just yeah. being this laundry list and mm. then tabs of different settings. And I was mm. very surprised by the, by the lack of settings available um it's 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 tough to say because none of us need to make use of these features mm-hmm. but it goes without saying i think I, d- I mean the our community tab would suggest otherwise unfortunately but i think it, it should go without saying that everyone deserves to be able to play games yeah. mm-hmm. in the way that is most comfortable for i will
3: them. say that there was a lot of people that were saying that like You know these things should be implemented, and it is a positive thing. There was just the vocal minority are very loud on the community tab. So, but yeah, I agree. I think that like a lot of modern gamers who are kind of plugged in to what's going on, I think would be more on if if someone told them like, oh, why I can't actually play the game because I can't hear and I there's some puzzles I can't do. mm -hmm. I think that would trigger people in a way to be like well that's not good like that's not how it should work and I think a lot of people really appreciate when accessibility features are added into games and like you say going into the settings and not seeing that long laundry list is always kind of weird there's been games where I've struggled to see the HUD on my TV and I'd rather it was turned up but I literally can't and that always drives me mental and I have not perfect vision but I have eyes that work pretty well so i always i do always think like oh well this isn't great because i can't see the subtitles so how is someone else going to see it if they're you know disabled i was going to say
4: i'm sure there was a game not so long ago in the past maybe six months that released and there was like an issue with the subtitles where they were either like not available in cutscenes or not available in like with the the kind of everyday chatter that happens during Mm. gameplay i can't remember what game it was Um, but yeah, I, I remember that being kind of like a like. Th- there's no reason these days for a game to not at least have subtitles in terms of accessibility.
5: Mm.
4: Um,
2: mm. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is a phenomenal video game and will be probably the highest rated release of the entire year. Yeah, um, it's gonna and win
3: all the awards. It's
2: gonna win all the awards and it's gonna be considered when we look back as one of the best games of all time, right next to Breath of the Wild. And it's just, it's a shame that more people can't play it. Mm. Mm. And and everyone deserves the chance to be able to play this amazing game. So hopefully there's, I don't think Nintendo are probably going to add anything, but the more we talk about it and the more we promote it, hopefully, you know, the conversation will actually fall on ears mm. at Nintendo where next time we'll be able to get something that that more people can... can play these games comfortably and and change the settings to to allow them to experience the game the way that they would like to experience it.
3: Yeah. And there's some really good um disabled content gaming cre- gaming content creators out there that you should definitely check out and see what they have to say about the game. Obviously, we're all able-bodied people so we got our opinions but it's best to listen to mm-hmm. those that are affected so there's plenty of people out there that are some big names and some small names as well so check those out and see what they have to I say i guess one more point Uplift that their voices.
4: yes uh, uh, which is um that at least with pc games um if there are lacking accessibility options it's probably easier to mod them in mm-hmm. whereas something like a switch it's not going to be so easy for the community to say, "Well, all right, we'll do it then." So yeah. that's another reason mm-hmm. why Nintendo, of all people, and Sony should be on it uh, mm-hmm. more than p- perhaps Microsoft need to be, or as as far as PC games go, anyway.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, of course, let us know what you think of everything we've discussed in the comments below. Keep it clean, keep it tidy. Be we hope you're be kind another, and understanding. Right. We mm-hmm. hope you're all enjoying Tears of the Kingdom. We know a lot of you are. Uh, and Peter is going to tell you where you can find us on the internet and how you can support us if you want to.
4: Yes, we are at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. We do videos on YouTube, live streams on Twitch, and occasionally we might do a live stream on YouTube as well for big special events. Um, If you've got Amazon Prime, part of the bundle that you're already paying for involves or includes a Twitch sub that you can spend on us at no extra cost. So um, go and consider doing that. Uh, And when we are streaming on Twitch, we are modded by Lob Brotovic, Troweling Badger and Mr. Black. Uh, We are also on twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. You can go to those to see video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, highlights of the week from Twitch, bits of weird news, all sorts of things put there by Fraser and the three of us as well. Um, TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump for Ashton's TikToks and Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for lots of different tiers on Patreon with lots of different rewards within them. So have a look at them and decide which one you might like to uh, sign up to, (laughs) if any.
3: We have a website. It's Ju.MP. Spells jump is very clever. And if you want to join our Discord, it's forward slash Discord. Chat with our wonderful community. Over there, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Holloweyes. And if you say to do something... Bloody well, do it. All right. No mm. weird pictures on there, you bunch of weirdos. Stop it. Um me. If you'd like to listen to the podcast in its audio form, why go to jeff.mup forward slash podcast? And to catch up on any of our live stream vods, go to jeff.mup forward slash vods. To book any of us three and James Jenkins on Cameo, go to map forward slash cameo. And to buy some sick and cool merch like these hoodies, uh, and I don't know if that's still available sure. yeah
6: I think so. maybe yes. Logo shirts um,
3: go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on twitter for the latest merch announcements so tag us when you get your merch yep. we'd like to see you guys yeah,
2: let us know why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Austin and at Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Thursday being the joint stream. Plays it. Uh, all on Twitch. It's all on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. Weirdest Games is monthly, a week early for patrons. Uh, the After Dark podcast is fortnightly on Monday for patrons. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. Come and check them out why not leave a five star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms we'd really appreciate it and it doesn't cost you anything Uh, a couple of videos out on the channel this week beyond the usual it's weird in here is it not someone hello it's weirdest games yes yeah
3: you said couple and I only had one listed, so I, know, I didn't. I had, a, I had one. Oh, okay. He's got his own. It's the weirdest games ever week this week. Um, it comes out tomorrow at time of release, so check that one out. It's a pretty good one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Kieran said it was one of his favorites. Oh, and it's not even sexy. So that's really saying not something. Even sexy.
4: No, there was our woman in it.
2: There
3: was. Oh, a saucy sexy, woman. Yeah. True,
4: she had a voice
3: and mm-hmm. everything. That's mm-hmm. how. That's
2: the closest it got yeah and the other video assuming I've managed to finish it fingers crossed is uh, playing every PlayStation Vita launch title in 2023 uh, I've been working on this video for bloody ages because it took ages to get all the games uh, and then I've been chipping away at it. I'm very excited to show it to you. I've been working very hard on it. Uh, there's a cool guest in the intro that I'm excited for you to see and if it doesn't get 6 million views, I'll cry. So I Also, like, I've watched a watch chunk
3: of it and it's it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed you, what you did with it. Thank you very much. Have you watched
4: is it on the back end? No, no, no. I, I asked
2: for a second opinion because I was second... He's I
3: trying something new with it and it's Yeah, it's I was good. second
2: guessing myself. Right. So I just wanted some... some Crit- some critiquing mm. from someone from a fresh set of eyes Fair. I'm going to send you some more today so okay. watch the rest exciting and let me know excellent thank
4: you so much for watching everybody Peter's going to tell you about a sponsor again hey do you want to see the guy from Spider-Man weeping <laughs> he can play the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingpin
3: there it is
4: excellent look after yourselves everybody we'll catch you next time
3: bye, bye. bye.